babies. This is Sister Ethel of the Purple Pants, Robert Sisterino. Where is Davy? Who? Chile. Just kicking at church. Church has been canceled for a couple of days, so I just want to come out here and encourage all of you guys to make sure you're staying safe and washing your hands and keeping your social distance. Now, prayer meeting for the week has been canceled, but I got one of the deacons coming over, and I can't say for sure that the deacon and I are going to keep our social distance. (laughs) If you know what I mean, Sister Ethel got needs too, and I know you got needs as well. That's why you're listening to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. Hi, all you cool cats and kittens out there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I'm so glad you could be here with me, because what else we got to do? We on lockdown, okay? This ain't love after lockup. This real life lock. Damn. So we got to stay safe and stay home. And welcome to all our new listeners out there. If you guys could do me a quick favor before we get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast, if you could subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, if you could give me a five-star rating and write a review, I love to read the reviews and the feedback. You know, all reviews are welcome. But yes, what's pop? Been with y'all. What's going on? Wait a minute. Let me wet the whistle. Mm. Ooh. This week, baby boy trying to stay healthy. I am drinking some water infused with some kiwi and strawberries. So nice and delish for y'all. But what's been going on? How's everybody's quarantine been going? I hope you guys have been keeping your social distancing. I hope you've been staying safe, washing your hands, using your hand sanitizer. Okay? Because, we listen, I need the summertime to get here. But, listen, I do need them extra couple of weeks now because I got to get this summer body together. Because, whoo, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but all I've been doing is eating and watching TV. Eating and watching TV. That's all baby boy been doing. I got to get it together. But I'm so excited to be here with you guys. We got a jam-packed episode for you. We've got the church announcements. We've got Survivor News with Jack Atkins. We got the Prodigal Son. We've got 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. We got the Kellen Batchel love story. Ooh. We got the Purple Pants Picks. We got Advice with Bryce. And we got the Freak of the Week. Okay, we got another jam-packed episode for y'all. So without further ado, let's get into these church announcements. So real quick, we just got two church announcements uh, on the church announcements this week one is if you haven't already checked out you know last week robert and i we podcasted on tiger king and baby i have to be honest i was a little nervous when i was recording with rob because i'm like i don't know if this gonna be good i don't know i don't know i was really really nervous but the response that twitter and the internet have been going crazy so you gotta check out our review of tiger king baby it is good and i know a lot of y'all out there like oh i didn't watch it i didn't watch it listen y'all don't watch the shows that i talk about so listen to the podcast okay we break the tea down for you (laughs) but really it's a good podcast um and second on the church announcements let me wet my whistle Mm -mm -mm. 
listen, guys. So we on lockdown. We in quarantine. But do not fall for the quarantine conundrum. Okay? Because, listen, I know we are locked in. And we don't really have much to do, but we cannot let ourselves fall short into depression. We can't really just be eating, eating, eating without working out. We can't be putting our dreams and aspirations on hold. And obviously, you know, Purple Pants Posse, when I'm talking to y'all, I'm really talking to myself. So I have to be honest, Purple Pants Posse, although my spirits are very high and I'm doing good, I really do find myself in this very unhealthy pattern um, since I work from home. I can get up, you know, go to my computer, bring my computer in my bed. I'm eating snacks all day. I'm watching TV. I am not motivated to do anything because all of my day, I'm like, what day is it? I don't even know what day it is. And so all of my days are kind of sort of running together. And I'm just in this really not healthy pattern of eating, drinking, and sleeping in that order without any, like, regards to, like, you know, my weight, my health. And so I really just wanted to bring this to our attention that, yes, we are quarantined, you know, for our safety and, you know, the safety of others. However, we cannot fall into this quarantine conundrum. We have to get up. We've got to find our motivation. we got to put the Cheez-Its down, okay? we got to put the pretzels down. we got to put the bacon and eggs down. We've got to eat well-portioned meals. We got to make sure that we get our exercises in. We got to listen. I'm going to start running around my block. I really just have to motivate myself because I'm really just falling into this like, you know, every day's a slumber party. And I'm sure I cannot be the only purple pants posse that's going through that. So I just wanted to put that on the announcements that we cannot fall short of it. Okay. Two weeks in. Now this third week, we really got to pump it out. We really got to get our health right. We got to get our exercising together. We really got to start focusing on the future. We have to manifest what we want to have happen after we get out of this quarantine so i really hope that this hits home for somebody so that we can get out of this together because you know we go together so we in this together so i just wanted to put that on the church announcements and that is going to conclude this week's church announcements now let's move right along on the menu to our survivor news with jack atkins and we are back this week with our Survivor News with our resident baby boy, a.k.a. our resident reporter, Jack Atkins. He is now in, where you at, baby boy? I'm in Houston, Texas, uh, on the move again, of course. Had to travel safely, though. But uh, just to update you, Bryce, no coronavirus. Uh, my friend's roommates, all of them tested negative for coronavirus, so I assume that means I am negative, too. But now I'm quarantining in Houston, Texas, feeling good. Ready to talk about some Survivor. All right. Well, that's good. Good news. Good report. Make sure you stay safe. And yeah, let's get right up into it. Yeah. So this week, I want to switch things up a little bit and come at you with a bit of a game based on not only one of our introductory mantras, but one of my favorite songs right now. And in this game, I'm calling it What's Poppin'. So we're going to go through a couple scenarios, Bryce, and I'm, and I'm going to see, you know, we're going to debate, is this poppin' or is this not poppin', all right? How's that sound? Well, it's, let's get it poppin'. <laughs> all right, so the first thing I have, uh, at, before Yule gets voted out, we see that he has this plan with Michelle for her to try to vote with Wendell and then switch on the revote to try to get Wendell's fire tokens. And we've seen time after time this season the people messing with the fire tokens too much, it comes back to bite them. But I don't personally necessarily mind Yule's plan. Uh, but do you think that plan was popping or not popping? Um, I definitely think it was not popping uh, because, you know, over here at the Purple Pants Podcast, we are Team Wendeezy. So um, I didn't like the undermining of 
Yule kind of trying to get Wendell out and not only to get him out, but and for him to bequeath those fire tokens. So, I mean, definitely did not want to see Yule go home. But if it's between Yule or my best friend, bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, bye. So not popping. Yeah, I feel like I was one of definitely one of the few people uh, rooting hard there with for you with uh, rooting hard there with you for Wendell to stay. Obviously, I love Yule too. Uh, but from a strategic standpoint, I don't mind that plan. But like Michelle and Nick said in the episode, it seemed like uh, Yule was doing a little bit too much. But I, I feel like Michelle, uh, Nick, and Wendell are a lot tighter, tighter than the show is showing them to be. So I, I do think Yule might have been in trouble regardless. But I, I, I'm mixed on that plan. But I'd, if if Michelle and Nick were with him, I don't think that was that necessarily a bad move. So I will say it's a little bit popping. It's a little bit popping. Moving on, uh, let's go over to Yara, the Green Tribe. We have Adam, Sophie, Ben, and Sarah. This tribe throughout this. Uh, they haven't been a tribal in a while uh, since they voted out Boston Rob, but since then they've been kind of mixed. They've shown, you know, Adam and Ben have been conflicting. Adam's been, you know, calling people out with the idol. Uh, but they've also had some good moments uh, where they, they seem very united and, and they seem to get along. So do you think Yara as a whole, like Yara's unity, would you say that's popping or not popping? Do you think they're going to be able to move forward together? Um, I definitely think it's not popping either. I think they are just making the best out of uh, a, a bad situation uh, because Adam's paranoid. He thinks everyone but Sophie has the idol um, and he's just a flip-flopper. And we've seen Adam flip-flop, so it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, uh, if and when he makes the merge, he's just going to be flopping around. He just needs to get a pair of flip-flops because that's his name, Flip and <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'd agree there. I think Adam is I, Adam's getting such such giving me such mixed vibes this season. He's getting a lot of screen time and he's getting a lot of good content where he's you know giving some good narration, but also he's consistently being shown to be kind of incorrect about some of his assumptions, shown to be overplaying a little bit. Um, but I do like the duo, or even trio, you could say, of Sophie, Ben, and Sarah. Uh, and I wonder if they're going to be able to go far. Because, obviously, I feel like with this tribe, the only really solid presence is Sophie. Whereas Sarah had that big target early in the season. Uh, a lot of people wanted her out early until they hit the beach. And then Ben, obviously, is kind of a chaotic player. So I'm <laughs> interested to see how those three can kind of maneuver if they stick together and how Adam's presence plays into that definitely i'm one over here rooting for sophie i love her gameplay so far mm -hmm. i think she's super strategic i think she's playing the game very smart i am just i hope she goes far i just get worried that once we make the merge people might be on to her and she might because she's low so low key that people might target her as an easy target to get out uh, to kind of keep, like, the, the lion strong a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and she know. did lose her nerd shield with Yule just, just this past week. So right. that could definitely hurt her. But I do think she's playing a good game. We'll see what happens with her. And then moving over to the last tribe to call, Bryce, I, I just want to talk about Tony a little bit. You know I love Tony. I know you love Tony. Tony was kind of shown to be on the bottom this episode a little bit with another trio forming around him. And he's obviously maybe the biggest target left in the game coming into this merge. What do you think about Tony's gameplay so far and his chances going forward? Is Are they popping or are they not popping? 
Um, I'm thinking Tony's chances are popping. If Tony can make the merge, that's a mistake that everyone has made to allow him to get this far. And I think that Tony needs to start talking llama. And I think crazy Tony needs to come out. Unpredictable Tony needs to come out. And he needs to cash it to the bank, get as far as he can. But I am nervous for him because I know that he is a wild card. He's going to be doing some crazy things. And people are going to want him gone like immediately like yesterday so I, my fingers are crossed that he brings crazy Tony out and that can he can make it as far as he can because you know we gotta go Kagi on strong baby I agree I mean it's gonna be tough for Tony to make it all the way to the end but based on some of the expectations surrounding him coming into this season I think his gameplay so far has definitely been popping and going forward since he's been low-key maybe he has the opportunity to open up and bring out some chaos that could bring him to the end like you said it's gonna be tough but Given it's Tony Vlacos, one of the best players of all time, you know, and seeing how a lot of those other targets have gone so far, you can never you can never say Tony's not popping. He's always popping. So. Right. Uh, and then moving over to the edge, let's talk about uh, who who's popping. Who do you want to come back? Who do you like from the edge so far based on the content they've gotten? And then who would you love to see back the most? Um, well, I've been pretty vocal. Um, Natalie Anderson is not one of like my favorite survivors ever. Um, like we had a rough patch, but I mean, I definitely love the 20s and I definitely love her tenacity out here on the edge, not playing. Um, so I definitely am rooting for uh, Natalie to get back in this game to freaking kill it i definitely miss tyson in the game i just miss the snarkiness of tyson so i definitely want tyson but so i those are the two people that i'm really rooting for the most are tyson and natalie now i do have a quick question for you we seen last week on the edge they had to go up the hill and collect all those fire tokens we've yep. seen that tyson collected a fire token how much are you believing that boston's rob and his old grandpa self got up that hill the fastest and found all of those without no help i mean I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Boston Rob, we saw early in the season, aside from the puzzles, that he was still pretty good in challenges and more, a lot more fit than we expected. But I was also surprised. I thought it was pretty hilarious because he was even going to Amber. He's like, did you find any? I didn't find any. Uh, so I don't know. Grandpa Rob. I mean, we did see Tyson saying like he was taking it easy on the way up because he knew uh, uh, Rob's portly figure would get tired. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, Rob definitely was impressive with that. Uh, maybe Tyson even got another jar of peanut butter. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but I would say for me, I would love to see Tyson, Parvi, or Yule come back. Those are probably my top three. Uh -oh. um, and I think not only are they great players that I'm, I'm a fan of, but I think they would bring a lot to the game. But Tyson's probably my number one there because I, I love his snarky attitude and his, and his style of play. And then the last question I have for you, Bryce, we've heard a lot. Uh, this season, given that the mer this coming merge is so many new schoolers, some people have said, you know, these old schoolers can't hang. These old schoolers are washed up. Uh, these old schoolers aren't attuned to the new style of gameplay. Do you think this that the old schoolers do you think they're popping or do you think they're not popping when it comes to gameplay well being as though that all of the old schools are now on the edge i would have to lean into not popping i mm. think i think what is conflicting the old schoolers are is that um with you know the season where it's basically like a new school versus old school winners i think if it was a regular season and if it wasn't so many old schoolers if it maybe was like a handful like three four or five of them i think that they would be able to pick the game up uh a lot faster and 
thrive a lot more. I think the issue that they come into is that they are together. And so then they, um, yeah. And so then they, when they get together, they're like, let's just play an old school game of Survivor. But what they don't realize is the game has evolved and these new school players and these new school winners, they not, they ain't come, they came to play. So I think that that is the issue that a lot of the old schoolers are getting into is that they're with each other and there's so many of them that I feel like they are playing an old school game instead of realizing that it's 2020 and this winner's at war. Yeah, that's a good point. When when we see early on that you have that group of uh, old schoolers with like Rob, Parvati, Ethan, and Danny, and yeah, I think you're right. When they come together like that, uh, no no discredit to like Rob or Dan or Rob or Parvati, but with Danny and Ethan are there, they're probably kind of relaxing, uh, feeling comfortable that they have this alliance and not really catching up on that new school style. And to me, I will say that a lot of the breakdown I've been feeling about the old schoolers is that you have those one time players, or I mean, in, t- in Ethan's uh, in the sense of Ethan, he played twice, but they, it was both very early. Those players who only played in those early seasons, like Ethan or Danny or Amber, they aren't really, I do agree that they're a little behind in the gameplay of the new school game. And then when it comes to players like Robert Parvati, who've played three, four, now even five times, they, because they're old school and have had so many opportunities to play, they've just built such a target on their back that they're the biggest threats in the game. So to me, half of the old schoolers maybe are a little bit behind the new style. Half of them are just such big targets because they're considered some of the legends of the game. And I think that's a lot of what contributed to them going out early. Right. Agree a lot. Not agree. Couldn't agree more with you. <laughs> Great. Um, and that's that's about it what I, for what I have with the what's popping. Obviously, we know the merge is likely coming next week, and then someone's returning from Edge of Extinction, Bryce. I'm super excited. Excited to see what's up with Wendeezy uh, and the rest of the cast. Uh, how you feeling coming into the merge? Um, I, my fingers are crossed. I'm hoping that, you know, my players, all of my players in my survivor pool in my head make the merge, which would be mm-hmm. Wendell, Sarah, and Tony. Um, so it's looking good for me. So I'm excited. I just am nervous with the, the way the edit has been going towards Wendell. Um, yeah. you know, I'm just nervous to see what happens when we get to the beach. Uh, but we see in that the preview that they were throwing so many names out. So it really feels like it's about to get the, crazy. The, the oven is on. It's okay? all the way up. It it's about no to catch fire. In. <laughs> yeah. It's catching fire. Definitely. Well, I'm excited. Well, thanks again for this week's Survivor News, baby boy. I'm glad that you're safe in Houston. Can we count on you next week to talk about this merge episode? Oh, of course. I'm looking forward to it. Nothing better than the merge episode. Uh, right. And do, do you know if we get more than one hour this week? Is it maybe going to be two hours? I don't work for CBS. I don't okay, know. we'll see. I'm hoping we get a little bit of extra content in these in these trying times because Survivor's Definitely. keeping me sane out here. You know, we appreciate that. Well, all right, thank you again, Jack. You're welcome. I can't wait for next week. Have a good one, Brace. Let's keep in this menu rolling. Let's get into episode 17 of the Prodigal Son on Fox. I keep telling y'all the Prodigal Son is so good and this episode definitely does not disappoint. So let me break it down for y'all. So this week, you know, Malcolm got that new little girlfriend I was telling y'all about who snuck into his mom's house and is obsessed with this box, the girl in the box. So her name is Eve and Malcolm and her have been dating now for two weeks. Episode starts with Malcolm having a dream about, you know, Eve making him a muffin. And, you know, she gives him the muffin and Malcolm's so happy and he's just like, oh, my God, this muffin is so good. I thought you said it was a raspberry muffin. There's strawberries in there. And then, you know, Eve just kind of looks at him. And so it alludes to the fact that Malcolm really believes that, like, Eve is just too good to be true. There has to be something with her. His intuition is telling him 
that she lying about something. She not being forthright with them. So Malcolm meets up with his sister Ainsley in the park and tells Ainsley about how he feels of Eve and that he is so worried that like something is not true. And Ainsley is like, well, this is the first girl you had in your life. That's a real girl. Maybe you're just trying to self-sabotage. So Ainsley and Malcolm come up with this idea that Malcolm will reach out to some of his friends at the NYPD to maybe dig up some background. And then Ainsley will do her investigative reporting and see what he could find out about her. So with a new episode means a new case. So there was a social media influencer. Uh, she was having a sip and see in her home. Y'all know what a sip and see is? It's basically when people have babies and then they'll basically have like cocktail. It's kind of like a baby shower, bridal shower. Um, but, you know, a sip and see, come have drink bring gifts and you get to see the baby so an online influencer was having a sip and see uh, for her new baby and her husband got murdered at the sip and see so the whole team and gang gets there they meet with the mom and you know of course Malcolm starts doing what Malcolm does and he starts asking the mom questions he noticed that the mom has a cut on her arm he's like is that a new cut and she's like oh I got it a couple of weeks ago now mind you her husband just got killed um, at the baby shower or the sip and see not the baby shower uh somebody stabbed him or broke a bottle over his head they wasted good champagne lord have mercy and stabbed him in the neck so now the team is trying to figure out all of the the people that were at the party all of the vendors that were there malcolm gets a call from his dad and his dad's like malcolm my boy where have you been i haven't seen you and malcolm kind of alludes to the fact that you know he's been going out places here and there and so he hasn't really had the time so now martin thinks that he's like wait those sound like dates are you dating my boy so malcolm's like i'm on a case i can't really talk about it but i'll come see you soon so the team meets back up at the NYPD, you know, I want to say NYPD blue so bad at the New York police station to start really kind of like game planning how they're going to go about this. So the team really thinks it is the mom who possibly killed the dad. But there's also they keep calling this lady a unpaired. I didn't know what that meant. So I had to Google that online, like an unpaired is somebody that's between like 17 and 30 who's unmarried, who like goes overseas to live for an amount of time. OK, that's what an unpaired is. But her name is Christine. To me, she's like the friend slash nanny. So they really think it's either between the mom or the unpaired Christine. So they're like, okay, let's track down some, you know, the information and criminal background on a mom and Christine. So while they're doing all of that, Malcolm asked his female partner, Danny, if she could run a background check on E because, you know, he need to get the T. And Danny's like, I ain't going to be a part of this, Malcolm. If you don't trust this girl, then you need to just not trust her. You ain't going to put me in the middle of it. First of all, Danny, you could just run the background check for Malcolm. Okay. Now, all the meanwhile, while all of this is going on, Eve goes to meet with Malcolm's mom, Jessica Whitley, because, you know, Eve is paired up with Malcolm's mom to kind of help figure out where the girl in the box is or who she is. So while she is meeting with Jessica Whitley, boom, pops up Ainsley. Ainsley looked like she got some tea. So Ainsley's like, hi, Eve. Nice to meet you. I hear you've been dating my brother. I hear you're with my mom. So anyway, so Eve and Jessica start, you know, going over some information. And then Eve brings a photo of who she believes is the girl in the box. So then Ainsley start asking her questions like, well, that's interesting. Aren't you from the same town as that girl? Didn't you get adopted and were at the same orphanage as that girl? Ooh, Ainsley got the tea. So Eve is feeling really un, she's feeling flustered. She's like, oh, oh I, I, I think I should go. So basically, basically, Ainsley tells Jessica, like, listen, she ain't who she says she is. She 
is definitely related to this girl or some type of connection to this girl in the box, we got to tell Malcolm. Oh, God, that's going to break Malcolm's little old heart. So as the team is still doing all of this investigating on the mom and Christine, they realize that they think Christine might have been having an affair with the dead husband. And so it puts them more higher on the radar. So basically, Malcolm and Danny are like, well, let's go to her house and go speak to her right now. They're like, Malcolm, it's 10 o'clock at night. they like, her husband just died and she's still breastfeeding. She going to be up. So they go to the house and of course she's up breastfeeding and they're trying to figure out like what's going on here. They're like, you lied about the cut on your arm. You know, were you and your husband not happy do you think he was cheating on you with the baby with christine the unpaired and so she reveals to them that her and her husband were not as happy as they tried to make it seem on social media but she doesn't believe that her husband would cheat on her now in the middle of all of this talking she got the baby monitor up and then they hear footsteps upstairs and they like is that christine and she's like yeah she's in her room they like you think christine could hear us and she gonna say well christine's room is right above us so they look on the baby baby monitor and and they see Christine kind of grab the baby and what you what you squaddle squaddle the baby give the baby a hug so all of a sudden they think now all of a sudden they think Christine is trying to steal the baby so they run upstairs the window open, the baby's still there, and Christine is gone. So now, Christine is their number one suspect at this point. Now they think not only did she kill the dad, but now they think Christine is trying to steal the baby. Not the baby, Christine. So after all of that, Malcolm got to go visit his dad in jail. So Malcolm, not in jail, you know, at the psychiatric locked facility that he'll be there for the rest of his life. So Malcolm goes to his to visit his dad, you know, because the dad lied for Malcolm and his mom and said that the mom stabbed him and not Malcolm so now he's blackmailing Malcolm to come see him twice a week so this is one of his twice a week visits that he's going to see with his daddy so they're having lunch but Malcolm has so much on his mind and you know the dad you know Martin is like us the purple pants posse Martin wants the tea he like so who's the girl is it Danny or the partner and Malcolm's like no it's not about her it's not her so Malcolm kind of reveals to his dad a little bit um, that he thinks Eve is not being truthful to him and so he basically asks his dad he's like how do you lie like you know you're such a a liar how do you do it because i just can't seem to figure it out so martin kind of just goes into this long spiel about you have to in order to love someone completely you gotta love the unknown about them so then they start talking about the case and so malcolm starts kind of telling his dad about this influencer and you know how he feels as though she's withholding information and that like you know she is this big influencer and you know she preaches like healthy lifestyle healthy baby and he was like what i thought was so interesting was that you know she she says she, all she drinks is water online. But when we went to her house, she was drinking a soda and she took a pill. So, you know, Malcolm Dad, the surgeon killer, he's like, well, did you ever think she might be diabetic and that, you know, she was taking a diabetic pill before she drank the soda? But Malcolm's like, well, that can't be. She can't be diabetic because she just gave birth to a baby. And if she was diabetic, then that means it would have been a high risk pregnancy. And if it was a high risk pregnancy, we would have known about that. So then Malcolm starts to think like, wait a minute, what if she wasn't really pregnant? So Malcolm gets up and leaves. He called a team like... Yo, I don't think she was really pregnant. I don't think that she is really the baby's mom. Y'all need to go and get her. So the team is outside. And as Malcolm calls the team to be like, go get her. She comes outside the house. 
thinking nobody gonna be out there she got this baby stroller and so she's walking the baby stroller to the bridge now the team is following her behind she gets to the bridge and it looks like she about to drop the baby oh not the baby y'all know my social worker skills then kicked in you know me i'm ready to come confiscate that baby uh-uh so it looks like she throws something over the bridge so they grab her like what are you doing she puts her hands up and she still has the baby So they take her into police custody. Malcolm's there. And we realize that she was never really pregnant, that she just kind of sort of faked her pregnancy. But now we need to know whose baby this is. So at this point, they like, this not your baby. So she tells us that it is her baby, her and her deceased husband. They couldn't get pregnant. You know, all she ever wanted was a baby. But, you know, she lived this perfect lifestyle, but she just couldn't get pregnant. So they hired a surrogate to carry her embryo um, and, you know, with a sperm donor and carry the baby so christine is really the baby mom they figure that out that she's the surrogate so they are now they're like oh okay it makes sense now mind you all the meanwhile i forgot to tell you this hold on wait let me wet my whistle Mm. so when the team was running down background information on the people they got in contact with christine's husband luca now, Luca is overseas luca says that his wife went missing over a year ago and he thought she was dead and that he's so happy that he's seen when they posted her photo online that like, yes, Christina's his wife. So they've been working with Luca to kind of get information on Christine. So keep that in mind. So now we know that Christine actually gave birth to the mom's baby. So now we're like, okay, no, maybe that's why she wants to kidnap the baby. So it's a lot going on. So Malcolm is like, I need to go home. I got to go home, rest my head, get some sleep. So Malcolm goes home and is ambushed by Jessica Whitley and his sister Ainsley Whitley. And they are there to basically tell him about Eve. They're like, Eve isn't who she says she is. She is definitely connected to the girl in the box. And that's why we think she wanted to get close to the family. Now, Malcolm comes like I knew it I knew it was too good to be true I knew I couldn't trust her now all in the midst of this conversation baby and uh, baby Eve just walk up in the house and Eve's like it is true I am connected to her uh she's my sister and she was like I came to explain myself but it seems you guys have already made up your mind and so Eve runs out the house first of all how you just walk up in Malcolm house like that okay don't it, yeah yeah our minds are made up you was lying Eve I don't play about my baby boy Malcolm okay so listen, you ain't, and how's she going to try to reverse psychology on us? Like, oh, you guys, you made your mind up. Yeah, you've been lying to us. So Malcolm gets all upset because, you know, he feels like this is a lost relationship. Then he gets a call. Like, we got some information. We think we found Christine. So Malcolm's mom and sister are like, you can't go. You got to deal with this. And Malcolm's like, I can't fix this. Referring to Eve in this situation. But he's like, this case, I can fix. So they arrive out now. Now, mind y'all, I was, you know, I told y'all I've been wetting my whistle and eating a lot of snacks. Now, I might have been, you know, getting some snacks from the refrigerator at this part because I'm not sure how this lady knew where, like, they were looking for Christine. I mean, obviously, they must have been posting up on the news. But anyway, the lady's like, she wouldn't tell me her name, but she's been here crying. Well, how'd she get to your house? That's the part that I don't understand. So basically, uh, it is, who is it? It's uh, Danny and it's Malcolm. So she, Christine comes down the steps and Christine is like beat up. And they're like, who did that to you? And she's like, my husband, Luca. They're like, Luca, Lucas. And so basically, she says that she ran away from Lucas about like a couple of months ago because he was abusive and beating her and that she just had to get away. So now they're like, well, wait a minute. Lucas said he was overseas. They're like, he's in New York this whole time. 
And so with the mom, now that they let the mom go with the baby, the mom is like, you know, one of these social media influencers. She's always putting her geotag as to where she's at. They're like, Luca, Lucas could be on her right now. So Malcolm calls the team. They're like, we got to get figure out where she's at. So they looked at her Instagram and she's like downtown New York, like shopping at like some furniture store. So the team is rushing down there. And obviously we didn't go to the live action of the mom in the furniture store. She in the furniture store with the baby shopping and Lucas is in there. So of course, who you think is there first? Malcolm. So Malcolm gets there first. The Lucas didn't make his move on the mom and the baby yet. So Malcolm gets them and they go into the basement. And he's like, listen, Lucas is here. I know that Christine was the surrogate. Uh, do you trust me? And she's like, I guess I have to. So he trusts her. So they go into the basement. And then all of a sudden, next thing we see is Lucas in the basement. And Christine is like running, trying to open the door, holding a baby. So Lucas like, give me my baby. She's like, it's not your baby. So then Malcolm, here go Malcolm, always trying to be a superhero. Just wait for backup, Malcolm. So Malcolm... Oh, it gets me on my nerves sometimes. Tries to intervene, got a broomstick, and he swings it on the guy, but the guy turned around and boop, 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 beat up Malcolm. So then he beats up Malcolm. Malcolm's on the ground, and Malcolm's like, I know someone hurt you. For you to be an abuser like that, you know, you've got to be hurt, and it's okay to let go. So then... Malcolm jumps up, starts fighting him again. The guy get him back down to the ground. Then the mom drops what's in her arms because she's like so shooken up and it's not the baby. He's like, where's the baby? And so all of a sudden off in the corner, we hear the baby crying. So he goes off to the corner. Malcolm get him again. They roll him on the floor. And then the mom, she takes something in her hand and boop, bash him over the head. Then the backup get there, and basically the backup get him, okay? But Malcolm should have just waited for backup, okay? You doing all this extra stuff. You know you can't fight Malcolm. So all of this is done. You know, they take him to the police station, and so the mom is like, you know, what's going to happen to the baby now? And so Malcolm hands the mom these piece of paper, and basically it's adoption papers, and he says, Christine uh, wanted you to have the baby all along. She filled out this adoption paper because she wanted to keep the baby safe. Oh happy ended so anyway back to the tea so malcolm's at his house now and all of a sudden the door opens and it's e first of all girl you need to announce yourself when you come into my me i mean when you come into malcolm's house malcolm not my man but i'm just saying so she's got this letter and she's dropping off a key well child only two weeks and she get a key already so he she drops off the key and she's got a letter and Malcolm's like well what's like what does the letter say and she was like I just try to explain myself and Malcolm's like well do you explain why you lied to me and so they go into this big ordeal where she's like you know I have to be honest I really came to get more information from your mom about my sister she said however the more closer I got to your mom I realized your mom didn't know anything she's clueless like me and she's like as for you she was like I didn't expect these feelings to come I didn't know what to do and she was like, I just was lost. And so Malcolm kind of sort of forgives her. And so she's like, the only way that we can move forward, Malcolm, is if we forget and stop looking for my sister and just move forward. And Malcolm's like, I can't forget about your sister. I can't forget about all the people that my dad killed. He was like, you know, only way they're going to keep coming back and haunting us. Obviously, we know Malcolm it keeps having these recurring dreams. So Malcolm's like, I can't forget about her. So he's like, I have to see her. So she brought a picture and he's like, can I look at her? And she's like, if you must. So then Malcolm looks at the picture and we get a flashback but not of Malcolm looking at the girl in the box Malcolm is now looking at this girl in the back seat of the car but she's dead and then Malcolm like kind of wakes up from his flashback and he's like I have to tell you your sister is dead and they kind of 
hug and console each other. So I guess Malcolm is forgiving her. But if I was you, Malcolm, I'd make sure you get that key back because she's not popping up like that no more. So the next week's episode looks even more better. So I'm trying to tell y'all, Chronicle Sun on Fox is what's popping. Keeping the menu rolling. I was so sad this week that we did not have a life after lockup. But baby, when I'm trying to tell y'all 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, they picking up the slack. So I got a couple of cuff couple of couples I would like to talk to you guys about. Okay. So Lisa and Soulja Boy. You know, Lisa is like 50 years old from York, Pennsylvania. Soulja Boy is from Nigeria. You know, she goes to Nigeria the first day she meets Soulja Boy. Against her friend's wishes, she seals the deal with Soulja Boy unprotected. And we know so and we know Lisa don't play about her Soulja Boy. Baby love, baby love. Lisa is very controlling, and Lisa do not like Soulja Boy's female fans. So Soulja Boy had made a song for Lisa, okay, about how much he loves her. And, you know, he recorded a video for it. Um, he tells Lisa about it. But the video had a model in it. You know, a video's got to have some eye candy. When Lisa found out about the model, Lisa was so upset and was like, this is horrible. So to kind of sort of make up for it, Soulja Boy took Lisa to the studio. I thought this was so weird. He looked, took her to the studio that he recorded the song at. And Lisa's like, this is so cool. And so the music producer is there who produced the video, not the music producer, the video producer. So Lisa meets the video guy and she's like, you know, really kind of mean to him. Like, why do you have the girl in the video? And the guy's like, you know, eye candy sells. Like, what are you talking about? You need to have a female in there. You're, you're going to ruin his career. Lisa's like, you're going to let him disrespect me like that? You're going to let him disrespect me like that? Ain't nobody disrespecting you, Lisa. Like, you need to let it go, girl, because you're doing too much. So, Soulja Boy is planning this big re- video release party for his new song. And so, he's nervous to bring Lisa to the club because he don't want Lisa to act crazy. So, they want their way to the club. In Nigeria. And you know, Soldier Boy look nice. He got his like nice little yellow and blue outfit on. Lisa then got cute. You know, she got a little side swoop. She put her hair up into a ponytail, got some hoop earrings in. Okay, Lisa trying to be cute. So I don't know why, but when Soldier Boy, when they arrive to the venue, I mean they've got paparazzi there, you know, people taking this photo. It seems like a lot of people, people are going crazy, like Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy. Now he has a towel on his head. I don't know why he got a towel on his head. He looked crazy. But hey, I mean, if that's what they do in Nigeria, then, you know, who am I to judge? So they get into the club and these female uh, fans of him are going crazy. Soulja Boy! Soulja Boy! And Lisa in her confession was just like, these women are acting like animals. I'm holding his hand and they're jumping all over him. So Lisa ain't feeling all of that. So Soulja Boy starts performing some of his songs. And I mean, to, I, I listen, I told you I give credit where credit is due. Soulja Boy is doing his thing. Then all of a sudden it comes to the premiere of the video. So they premiere the video and the song and Bay Bay, the club went from jumping, jumping to cricket, cricket cricket like nobody was feeling the video or the song now mind you this is the new love lane for soldier boy soldier boy is normally making turn up music now he's making like a love ballad for his baby love lisa and the fans aren't feeling it now tlc is so shady because they get fans coming out the club to do interviews and they like i normally like everything that soldier boy does but this i do not like one of the girls is like horrible then they're like and then soldier boy has an older white 
lady as a girlfriend. If I was the girl, I would run. He's only using her for money. Oh, they spilling the tea. So, you know, Soldier Boy was happy with how Lisa acted at the club, but he was not really feeling the response. Now, where they're at in Nigeria, they have to fly to Soto because, you know, they're going to get married. Lisa's only on this trip for two more weeks, and she wants to marry Soldier Boy so that she can bring him back to the country. So they have to go to Soto to meet Soldier Boy's mom. However, Soldier Boy's mom is not happy. She's not happy that Lisa is white, not happy that Lisa is older than soldier boy so it really all depends on getting soldier boy's blessing so you know they fly lisa do not like anything about africa she like the plane is so small they get to the new hotel in soto and she's like this bed is hard it's like a box spring it's a box spring then she looks at the shower the shower has a bucket in it obviously you're in africa you're in nigeria uh lisa and so you know you fill the bucket up and you kind of wash your body with it and she's like i just isn't going to work and soldier boy is like you know how disrespectful was that of me like this is how I grew up and she keeps kind of sort of disrespecting everything about it so that's soldier boy and Lisa they supposed to meet up with his mom soon to see if she gonna get the blessing but I don't know all right now let me tell y'all about Tom no neck Tom and Rose from the Philippines okay so you know Tom 54 years old Rose is 23 he flew out to the Philippines they've been talking on Facebook okay so he went to go meet her the first night awkward as hell the next day they went to the market uh you know to buy some things for rose but you know he was overwhelmed by the market in uh bangkok and so he just was like just taken aback and he did not like the fact that when people were telling him how much things were rose was just digging in his wallet giving out money talking about keep the change so tom was feeling a little overwhelmed so tom was like i I need to leave i need to leave i need to leave so they they left from the market area and they went to kind of get pedicures Now, in uh, Tom's confession, he's been telling us that he really loves Rose and wants Rose to be his wife. He bought an engagement ring before he leaves here. He wants Rose to be his wife. But every time he asks Rose about her past, she doesn't give him anything. And so he's scared. And so he wants her to take an STD test. Now... In my opinion, I don't think that's a bad idea. You meeting a girl, a young girl from a foreign country that's got a baby that don't know who the baby dad is. Uh, I ain't mad about no STD test. So they go out to dinner. And at dinner, you know, he is getting again asks Rose about her past her past her past he's like what about your friends on Facebook to any of your friends on Facebook and she's like well my ex-boyfriend has my Facebook and he's like but I thought you weren't talking to any guys on Facebook first of all just like let's all just they're talking about Facebook here okay Facebook but I mean listen this is 90 day fiance and so then Rose is like you know my and he's like well what about you know your son's father she's like you know he's not my friend on Facebook I blocked him I don't talk to him he was abusive I don't want to talk about my past and so Rose kind of really gets upset and so Tom is like well would you take a test this is how you're talking to would you be willing to take a test uh to see whether or not you have any sexually transmitted diseases this is what he say to her and Rose is like what 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 Oh, you hurt me. You hurt me. Now, first of all, girl, no, he not hurting you. Okay, girl, you want... uh, Bryce, just report the news. So, Rose is like, well, I'll take a test if you take a test. And so, Tom going to say, well, I'll take a test, but I don't feel comfortable taking a test here. I'll take a test back in the States. Um, It don't work like that, Tom. So, Rose storms out and gets leaves. She leaves the restaurant. 
She goes outside. Tom and his little butt, you know, Rose, what's going on? And Rose basically is like, you want to know about my past? I was abused. I was hurt. I don't like men. I don't. I, you're the only person I want to see. And he's like, that's all I've been waiting for, Rose. First of all, Rose didn't tell you nothing, Tom. You stupid. So Rose is like, I'm going to go. I'm leaving. And he's like, well, let me get you a hotel. I I, I don't want you out here in these streets by yourself. And she's like, I don't want you to worry about me. I'm leaving. So he ends up getting her a hotel, uh, a near hotel somewhere else. Well, I don't understand why you just couldn't get her another room at your hotel. Uh, mm, Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next morning, the producer's with Tom, and they're like, how's it going? He's just like, I really feel like I lost the love of my life. So he said, he calls her, calls her, calls her, calls her. Mind you, he's calling her on Facebook, okay? You don't have her number? So he's calling her and calling her and calling her. She's not picking up. So then he sends a message, and he translates it into her own language. He's like, I want to show her that I'm trying. So basically, he sends her a message like, I'm so sorry. I wish we could talk. Please meet me at this uh, cafe at 2 p.m. So Tom's at the cafe at 2 p.m. It looks like no sighting of Rose at all. 90 minutes go by, and Rose finally shows up. Rose shows up, and the first thing she says to him is, what? (laughs) okay and she's like you really hurt me you hurt me i can't believe it he's like rose 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 i just want to tell you what you told me last night is enough i trust you i trust you we don't need to take an std test uh the hell we do you don't know who rose sleeps on so rose is like you really you're not going to ask me about my past anymore and tom's like no i really just want to work it out with you can you come back to the hotel and we can stay another day here in bangkok and then from there we can go meet your family and rose is like okay tom is stupid okay tom is stupid um so there are a couple of other people i want to touch on but for the sake of time i'm just going to get into Whew, I'm getting to this guy named David. David now, first of all, this is how shady TLC is. So, with all of the couples that I just named, Lisa and Baby Love, like whenever before they come on the screen, it's always like their photos. And it's just like, you know, there's some photos smiling, and it's like Lisa, 55, York, PA, uh, Yusuf, Soldier Boy, uh, 23, Nigeria. Now, when it comes to this guy named David from Las Vegas, all they show is just David. David. 60 years old, Las Vegas. Now, let me spill the tea about David. David is 60 years old. He's a Caucasian man, and he looks like he's done well for himself. Although, like, when we see his house, it don't look like he got money, but it looks like he, he got, he's comfortable. And so he has been talking to this, his girlfriend, Lana, okay, for seven years. She's 27, so he must have been talking to her when she was 20. Talking to her on this uh, Ukrainian love site. Okay, for seven years. And mind you, he said over the seven years, he spent over $130,000 on Lana. Get this. He does not have Lana's telephone number. And the only way that him and Lana communicate is on this Ukrainian love site that he pays per minute to talk to her. Okay? He said they used to do the video chat, but the video chat was too expensive. Okay, first of all, what's the name of this Ukrainian site so I can get up on it? Okay, listen, $130,000 over seven years. What's the name of the Ukrainian? What day of the week is it? And what is the name of this Ukrainian love site? Because I'm about to make a profile. Okay, my name is about to be Bryson. Okay, so 
David has tried to meet up with Lana three times. He has flown to the Ukraine to meet up with Lana. And every time it's been an issue. One time her brother died. One time she had a medical emergency. She couldn't come. Now, David is getting ready to fly back out to the Ukraine to meet up with Lana for once and for all. Now, David meets with his friends. His friends is like, I don't think that you should do this. Um, and mind you, he meets up with this couple that, you know, she used to be on the Ukrainian website and she met David's friend and they're married and they're happy. And she's like, you know, a lot of the websites are scams and the girls are just using David. And I really think that David is being used. David don't believe it. So David flies out to the Ukraine. Do not have this girl number. Don't know her last name. Don't know her address, but you flying out to the Ukraine for your fourth time, okay? I can't get nobody to give me a slice of pizza or a cheesesteak, okay? But David is flying out to the Ukraine for four times for Lana. What's the name of the Ukrainian love site, okay? I need to know it now. Purple Pants Posse, get on it, okay? Because, I listen, I need to find me a David in my life. So... He is flying out to Ukraine. He gets to Ukraine, but get 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 this. David meets up with a friend. I forget the girl name, excuse me. But she used to talk to David on the on the website. But David flew out to Ukraine. First of all, David must have a fetish for these Ukrainian girls because so he went out three times for Lana that he never met. Now we meet this other girl who is his friend who but she seems to be really nice that they talked on the website. He flew out there, but she wasn't feeling them. So they just became friends. So they just are friends. And so she flew out to see him to meet him at the airport. And she's like, well, why is Lana not here? And he's like, well, Lana is on an overnight train. So we're going to meet tomorrow. Well, first of all, if you're planning this trip out why wouldn't you okay just don't make sense but why wouldn't you get her on an earlier train so that she can meet you but anyway so his you his ex ukraine lover slash friend is like i think that she's scamming him and i don't want david to get hurt so the next day comes where david's supposed to meet her at the train station and how is david supposed to know it's lana lana told david she'd be wearing a blue dress Okay, and so David told her he gonna wear a purple shirt. Let me find out David is a member of the Purple Pants Posse. So David gets to the train station and talk about cringe worthy TV. So he gets there. He can't read the train station times. All he knows is that her her train is supposed to come at eight o'clock. But he's like, I don't see her. I don't see the city that she left from on the board. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, and you know, there's no eight o'clock train. There's a seven thirty train, but those trains are already here. Uh, maybe maybe she's on those trains. And so he's like standing out looking for her. Then a train arrives, and he's like, Oh, here's a train arriving. Maybe it's her now. Mind you, if you were smart, like I'm smart, the people that are getting off of this train, they look like, you know, it's like traveling to work. Like nobody's getting off this train with bags. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's an overnight train, then you are obviously coming from a distance. Where is your luggage? These th This train station doesn't look like, like for instance, in Philadelphia, we have like uh, our SEPTA. We had SEPTA runs our buses, our trains and all of that. But we also have Amtrak, right? So if I'm going to California, I can't take SEPTA to California. I, you know, say if you got on a train, an Amtrak train, right? When I get off the train, I'm going to have luggage. These people getting off the train with regular stuff so he's like well m m maybe she walked right by me david david you think she really walked by you where you're in the ukraine looking crazy with this purple shirt on with a whole camera crew and you think lana walked by you 
So he's like, oh, maybe she's at the front of the train station. So David walks to the front of the train station. She ain't there. Maybe, 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 maybe she's in the train station. She's not there. So the producers are like, well, what if, you know, she's coming? First of all, the producers feel so bad. The producers start chiming in. Well, what if she thought Sunday? He's like, no, we specifically talked about Saturday. So David's like, I need to go back to my hotel and get my computer so I can go to a coffee shop nearby in case she messaged me. So David writes her this message like, um, I love you so much. Do you want to be married to me? I thought you wanted to be married to me. Please answer me. Child, so he got to pay money to log on to the site to send this girl a message. Whoo, Chile, Purple Pants Posse, get me the name of that damn website, okay? I need to get me a pen pal that's going to pay me. So David is feeling upset. He's feeling hurt. So the next day he meets up again with his ex-lover slash friend, right? Get crazy. So he tell her that Lana didn't come. And she's like, you need to forget about this. She's just a scammer. He's like, this is what these girls do. And so David and his kookamanda mind is like, I'm concerned. Maybe something happened. Maybe she's hurt. I'm thinking about driving to her hometown uh, to see her, to see if I could find her. And the girl is like, well, number one, there's a war going on. And where she lives is very close to the war. Uh, the roads aren't finished. So you could lose a tire. You could crash your car. I don't think it's safe. And, he's, and she's like, and I don't think that you should just go to some random city where you don't even know where the girl lives at. He's like, well, I think I might know where Lana's lives because the third time that she stood me up, we were supposed to go on a cruise. A cruise? You pay for a cruise for the... What's the name of the website? I need to know. Okay, David, I'm coming. I'm coming, baby boy. I am coming. So get this Purple Pants Posse. He bought her a cruise. So he, she had to send information for the cruise. So she gave him some information that has an address on it. So he now wants to drive. First of all, if the train from which the girl was supposed to take is overnight... I, how long you think the drive is going to be? So that is what David is contemplating doing at this point. Okay. Ch- talk about cringe worthy. Y'all need to get on 90 day fiance. Now purple pants posse for y'all that watch 90 day fiance. This is what I had to say. I don't like about the show. Okay. So I recorded on my DVR. So they also recorded. They've got like this pillow talk with it where ex-people that used to be on 90 Day Fiance, they watch the show, and then they, like, chime in their commentary. It's cute and fun, but listen, why is my DVR recording that? I just want to record the regular episode. Then it comes on Sunday nights, 8 o'clock on TLC. But also, my DVR, they do, like, a first look, and so I be thinking, like, ooh, let me watch the episode, but it's really only 20 minutes of the episode. Listen! TLC, just play the regular episode on my DVR. That's all I need, Okay? That's my only pet peeve with this show. But all right, it's so good, though. Make sure y'all watch it. Now, let's keep the menu moving. Now, Kellen Batchel, Batchel from, you know, Ghost Island Bay. Okay, yes. So, she, my good, good girlfriend, you know, we stayed in contact. You know, I met her a couple of times. She is a huge RHAP supporter. She loves the Purple Pants Posse. And shout out to Kellen's mom because Kellen's mom is a member of the Purple Pants Posse. Now, the other day while I was quarantining and chilling, um, Kellen has sent me like a little, she DM'd me and was like, hey, boo, just thinking about you. And so when I woke up the next morning, I was like, oh, Kellen, what's up? So we start texting. We're not texting. Te- child. We're not texting. Oh, I don't I have her phone number, not like David. And we're not texting on a Ukrainian website. We're DMing each other. Okay. 
So I'm like, how are you, Kellen? I know that you've been traveling. Are you safe? And Kellen starts telling me like, yeah, she's like, I'm in Spain and you won't believe it. Now, mind you, when she starts telling me the story, she's like, even the New York Post posted this story. Where was I at? I'm so late. So that's why I'm bringing this story to the Purple Pants podcast. And I asked Kellen if I could tell the tea. So. Kellen was traveling abroad, okay, working and going to school, I think. And so she traveling abroad. You know, she was in she was in Asia, but due to the coronavirus, she was like, let me get up out of Asia. She went to Spain. She rented an apartment in Barcelona, but she still was traveling all over Spain, okay? And Kellen being the young, single, ready-to-mingle girl that she is, while she was traveling, she was on Bumble, meeting guys, going on dates, okay? I'm here for it. So, Kellen had went on two Bumble dates with this eligible bachelor who she thought was really amazing. However, due to the coronavirus, you know, they uh, they were going to be locking down Madrid. Kellen had rented an apartment in Madrid for a month. So, Kellen was like, well, I must get back to Madrid so that I can be quarantined, um, you know, because that's where my place is at. And so, the guy that she went on two Tinder date, not Tinder, Bumble dates with was like, are you serious right now? Now, uh... Right in Madrid, Madrid was kind of like the, wait, am I getting it wrong? Is it Madrid or Barcelona? Hold on, let me double check. All right, I'm back. It's Madrid. I was right. I had to read my DM. So he's like, are you crazy? Why would you go back to Madrid? That's like the epicenter of the outbreaks of Corona. He's like, listen, I just signed a new lease on my apartment that I move into tomorrow. It's a two bedroom apartment. Come stay with me uh, while you're here. What in, what in the notebook is going on? So mind you, at this point, me and, we're, me and Kellen are texting. But at this point, I, I, we start having to send voice audios, okay? What in the Nora is going on? Because y'all know I hate the voice audio messages. So, yes. And so I'm like, oh, my God, Kellen, were you scared? She was like, I really didn't know. And she was saying, like, well, he was making sense. Like, why would I go to Madrid? I don't know anybody. I'll be by myself. And he was like, at least I would have him. And I'm like, girl, but he could be a serial killer. And she's like, I know. But, you know, our first two dates were amazing. And she was like, you know, so I just kind of sort of went with it. Now, mind you, my next question was, girl, did your mom think that you was crazy? And so Kellen was telling me that her mom was super nervous for her, but her mom really, really quickly warmed up to her, like her new boyfriend because Kellen was like, listen, I was still trying to go to the bar, have a drink. I'm like, girl, I ain't even mad at you. And the boyfriend was like, no, not at all. So Kellen has been quarantining with her bae for three weeks at this point after just two Bumble dates. And so I'm like, well, Kellen, do he look good? And Kellen's like, he's the cutest guy that I've ever met. She's like, he's full Italian. Um, He's so respectful. He's so well-mannered. He treats me like a queen. And she's like, literally every other boyfriend that I've had to date can't even hold a candle to him. And so she's like, I don't know what where this will lead. But she's like, you know, I'm just on the adventure and on the ride. And that's just so crazy in life how, like, you know, you could be in a scary situation in Europe, you know, COVID-19 is breaking out and child, you still going on dates and then you end up meeting could possibly be the love of your life. I just can't believe that. And so I just love stories like that. Child, I'm down low and bumble tonight. Okay. I don't want nobody to quarantine with me, but after the quarantine, I'm going to be ready to mingle and single what's going on. But I just wanted to bring that story to the Purple Pants Posse because I know it's been all over the internet, but I don't know where I've been under a rock in quarantine and didn't see it. But I just wanted to share that Kellen story because I love me some Kellen. 
and shout out to Kellen's mom. I wanted to call her mom to get some tea, but I didn't have enough time. I had to report this news straight to the Purple Pants Posse. So listen, get into that tea. If And you know what the old people say. They say love always finds you when you least expect it. And look at that. But that's going to wrap up our menu this week. Now let's get into the Purple Pants Picks. You pick, I say. It's the Purple Pants Picks. Hey! You guys know, I say this like a recording every Friday or Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, or the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram. I will post up a photo of Purple Pants that says Purple Pants Picks, and I'll say drop some topics. And you guys can drop anything that you want to hear me ramble on about, any current news, any music, anything. So let's get into the Purple Pants Picks. I've got... Tim Walgram writes, how many days of no response before you have officially been ghosted? Woo, Tim. Um, I would probably say a good chat. Well, listen, for real, for real, in my book, <laughs> a good one whole day. But in real life, I probably would say mm, a good four days of no response. Then you've been ghosted. And as uh, for somebody that's been ghosted a time or two in your in my life, not your life, Tim, but in my life, what I can recommend for you to do is delete the number. Don't keep the number in your phone because you you don't want to be the person that's ghosted. You don't want to be that person that's writing like, what's up? Hey, what happened? Like, don't do that, Tim. So if it's been longer than a week and they're not responding, just delete the number so you don't, won't accidentally text. And they might randomly come back and be like, hey, you up? Okay, they might hit you with one of them texts. And at that point in time, you could say, new phone, who this? Okay. Um, E.A. Taylor 20 writes, something good that you have seen slash experienced during the quarantine. Um, so something good that's come out of the quarantine is that I say, I've probably been, I've probably been in the most contact with like my college friends, my elementary school friends and my family member. Like the other night, uh, me and my best friend, Dara, I'm super close with her family. Her family is like my family. So I'm my Dara has has a daughter named Moreland. Uh, that's my goddaughter. And she's got a son named Peyton. Peyton is my godson. So all through the quarantine, uh, um, you know, I've been FaceTiming Dara and like Moreland will pick, just run off with the phone. So then I spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes talking to Moreland. So I had called Dara last night and I'm like, girl, what you doing? And she was like, I'm here with Munch. That's uh, Moreland and her fiance, Akeem. So they was just sitting in the bed. And mind you, I didn't really want nothing. I'm just looking at them. And they're like, oh, okay. So then I was like, you know what? Wait a minute. Hold on. <clears throat> so I called, you know, on FaceTime. You could do the group chat, like the group chat FaceTime. So I called uh, Dara's niece, who's my niece, Ananda. I called Ananda on FaceTime. I'm like, what you doing, girl? She's like, oh, hey, Dara. Hey, uh, hey Uncle Bryce. So then... We was just sitting. Then I said, well, wait a minute. Let me call Miracle. My other niece. I called Miracle. Miracle picked up. Uh, Miracle is like in the 10th grade. Nanda's in 12th grade. So then we all on the phone. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Let's call Derek. That's Dara's brother. We call Derek, who never picks up. Derek pick up. He's like at his house on the couch. So all of a sudden, then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Let's call your mom and dad. Now, mind you. Dara's mom and dad, Mr. Keith, and her mom is named Denise, but I just call her Nona. So they, like, when they in their room, they don't ever answer the door. They don't answer the phone, so they ain't going to pick up. We called, Mr. Darren picked up, and Mr. Denise was all in the background like, what is going on? Now, first of all, Mr. Darren is funny. Mr. Darren is from, uh, he's from a rougher part of the area of Philadelphia where he grew up. So I like to say Mr. Darren is like old school hood. So he pick up the phone, and he like, who, 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 who? How y'all all on this phone like that? 
Like, <laughs> he like, how y'all do that? What, Dara? Miracle? Like, and he is just like, he just cannot believe that we is all on this phone and we are all just cracking up. So we was on the phone for about an hour and a half and we just started playing games. We started playing uh, True for Dare. Uh, it was so much fun. We had, we played True for Dare and Mr. Darren lost. And so he had to eat toothpaste, but he didn't really eat the toothpaste. But Darren mom put toothpaste on his, his face. But I just say like those interactions probably would never be happening without the quarantine. So that's just definitely something that I can say is positive. It's just like, you know, just bringing people together, even though we are so far apart. Um, then baby boy, Jonathan Rose, 10 writes before Rona, were you a brunch gay? <clears throat> so, um, I don't know. I don't think I was a brunch brunch gay. Like I did not do brunch. I don't do brunch every week because baby boy works. I got to pay the bills. Uh, but I am a gay that enjoys a good brunch. Okay. So I'm not a brunch gay gay, but I am a brunch gay. So, you know, ever so often if I can get a nice little brunch in, cause really I'll just be here for the endless mimosa. And if your brunch does not have endless mimosa, I will not be there. Okay. Then we have Brooke Sizza writes, favorite ways to work out during quarantine. Well, Brooke, I got to be honest, which I was honest earlier in the podcast. Baby boy hasn't really been working out, but it is my goal. I've made a list of things that I need to do every day. And so I like to do some like core exercises on the floor, you know, do my abs, do some push-ups. I got some weights and then I like to do a little cardio. Um, I watch some I have like in Philly, we have got like Xfinity, Comcast. And so they have like free workouts online. And generally, I like to do like some of the, like, you know, the cardio workouts. I'd be loving them. So that's really what my goal is to kind of sort of get get my spirits up and running and get this weight up off of me. I also want to try yoga. Um, I, I did yoga like in college, but I haven't done it in a while. So Purple Pants Posse, if you know any free yoga, YouTubes or like anywhere I can go that I can do some yoga at my house, you know what to do. Send the baby boy a DM, tweet me, send it to me on the Twitter. Let me know. Cause I really want to uh, start getting into some yoga. Cause I really think that it's good for, you know, meditating, getting your, body mind body and soul ready <clears throat> i've got karen wood writes cardi b wants to start a gofundme for joe exotic okay yes so you listen tiger king is first of all i haven't seen for listen i mean i know i know that tiger king was like the number one documentary in the country but listen ever since me and rob dropped their podcast i'm just saying my timeline ain't but nothing but tiger king tiger king tiger king tiger king and i'm not saying cardi b listen to the podcast but cardi b think like me okay she don't think that joe needs to be in jail because what did joe do listen he did like allegedly he allegedly hired this guy who we have the guy on the documentary saying okay that he was never going to kill her. So therefore, I don't understand how he in jail. And if he is in jail, then the guy that was supposed to kill her should be in jail. But listen, Purple Pants Posse, I got some breaking news. While I am currently recording this podcast, you know, E. Barrios from What You Looking For, just text me this link that says, Big Bay, hold, clutch your pearls. If you got pearls, if you wetting the whistle, wet your whistle. This cannot be more perfect timing. It says, police, look into the Tiger King documentary 
documentary to solve the disappearance of Carol Baskin's husband. Ooh, Carol, they on your ass. Because I know you did it, Carol. I know you did it. Okay, you're not a cool cat or kitten if you're killing your ex-husband. Mm, 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 mm. So, yes, I'm going to have to follow that news story. And if y'all see any more other articles about it, tweet me because you know I love to read it. Um, and then we've got Logan2502 writes, what's your favorite type of candy? Well, Logan, at this point in time, any and everything. But for real, for real, I am like a gummy bear lover. I do love like the sour gummies. I don't know if you've ever heard of the 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 brand Trollies. Anything Trollies. I love me some Starburst. I love me some Tropical Skittles. I love some peach rings. I'm not a huge chocolate lover, but I do love M&Ms with the peanuts. I do love the M&M caramels. I do love a Reese's Cup. I do love a Kit Kat. I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on. But listen, I, I, I like celery as well, too. I like carrots as well to listen new me new quarantine who this who chile what day of the week is it but that is going to conclude the purple pants picks you guys know check me out this friday or saturday to get your purple pants picks in i love reading them now keeping this train moving we're going right into advice with bryce that's me Hey, Bryce and the Purple Pants Posse. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, but baby boy is in need of some advice. When I talk with people, I tend to either be super comfortable and natural or very robotic. It doesn't matter if it's with a close friend or a stranger, in person or by text. It's almost like there's a switch that goes on and off and I can't control it. There are some things that seem to help me speak more smoothly, like focusing on the other person or not even thinking before I speak. But other times that makes it even worse. You probably speak more comfortably than anyone else I know. How do you do it? Are you just like that on the podcast or all the time? I know you can be like that in high pressured situations and in real life. Let me know your thoughts. Keep it up. Well, thank you so much. Um, so actually, I, sometimes I think <laughs> I speak a mess uh, because my issue uh, a lot of the time is, is that my brain is going zero to a million. And sometimes I can't like get my words out fast enough because I am like already on to the next thought. So that's a lot of the times on the Purple Pants podcast, you'll hear me talk like because I can't get it all out at once. I got to take a deep breath and, uh, you know, breathe. Um but um, so what I would say to that is, is that it's, you know, it's, you know, you got to figure out what's going on with you. I think that in the scenarios that you feel more comfortable, um, that you can be more open and honest and talk freely and, and not robotic. I think you need to lean into more of those times to figure out like what about this situation makes me uncomfortable. A lot of the time, some people have like high anxiety and it doesn't matter if it's with a stranger or close friends where sometimes if your anxiety is really high, then you can seem very robotic because you're not comfortable you're very stiff and you just want to seem like what is going on so that could be one of the things um and other things you can practice uh like just speaking to strangers like going up to random people like not random random people but like you know within social distancing like hey how are you 
And just seeing how a conversation forms. Another great advice during this quarantine is people that you're close with, maybe asking them this question since they know you the best. Like, what about my personality do you see when I'm more comfortable and, like, you know, able to flow? And what do you see when I am uptight and very robotic? Because a lot of times your friends could probably see things, but they may not want to bring them to your attention. However, I would preference this by saying that make sure that it's a safe space and make sure you, like, you know, tell your friends, like, hey, I want you guys to be honest i'm open to constructive criticism like let me know what you think uh, i think that absolutely could work as well too but also just you know taking a deep breath before and that's listen that's what like that's what my teacher in seventh grade told me they was like every time you before you say something bryce take a deep breath and there's nothing wrong with a pause sometimes in conversations let like lean into the silence and that way it can allow the person to kind of like think more and say something and give you a second to catch your breath and maybe be like am I being robotic let me take a breather let me just and sometimes it's okay to end the conversation too. let them know like you know what ain't a good time for me I'm gonna holler at you later so and I think that is very open um, another thing I think is great as well too is that you can be honest with people Say, hey, like sometimes I can come off robotic. If you see that, let me know because that is a signal to me that I need to work on that and then I need to get out of that. And I think that if you ask your friends and family around you to start holding you accountable, you would then be able to pinpoint like, oh, I was I, I remember that I was feeling a little anxious or I was uncomfortable. And then you might be able to work on it. Um, I would even say maybe even seeing a speech counselor when I was in fourth grade, I had to go see a speech counselor as well. Um, <clears throat> my problem wasn't so much robotic, but my problem was not being I like stuttered um and what we have come to the conclusion is that like I was not like my brain was moving too fast for my mouth to process and so like you know I had to take deep breaths in and out and so obviously I feel like that can translate for you as well too that like obviously something in the situations of where you're at it you know chemically does something to your body and so you know taking a deep breath breathing it out can really really help you know seeing a speech therapist could help as well but I really think the key is talking to your friends openly and honestly and making it a safe space so that they can give you some constructive feedback that could really help you baby boy well I hope that helps email me DM me we can talk more about it I can tell you some of the techniques that I use as well too when I'm in like high pressure situations and I get super nervous I won't give all my tea away to the posse but definitely I will let you know uh, so reach out to me and you guys if you need any advice on anything from love from speech from quarantine to dieting to Tiger King you know what to do you guys can email me at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com and your baby boy got you now last on the menu is the freak of the week let me wet the whistle Mm-mm-mm. now i told y'all that me and robert we did a podcast on the tiger king and so y'all all was like who's the freakiest freak of the tiger king well obviously it's obvious that it's a you know joe exotic you know and maybe some of his meth boyfriends but baby the new freak of the week for the purple pants podcast is Miss Britney Spears, okay? Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. Yes. So, photos of Miss... I'm trying to think of a Britney Spears song, and my mind is going blank. Hold on. Oh, my... Come on, Britney. Typically me. Oh, baby, baby. Oops. I, okay, sorry. 
Okay, come on, Brittany. So, yes, oops, you did it again. You is the freak of the week. So, back to what I was saying, because I did a brain fire. I couldn't think of no Britney song. Okay, come on, Toxic, Womanizer. Uh, my, there's, there is a Britney album. Okay. Um, so, I never was a, a huge Britney fan. Okay. Let's just get that out there. However, you know, growing up in a millennial, I did know some of the songs. But the only Britney Spears album that I ever did buy was Circus. Okay. Now, she got some jams. On the circus album. Okay, but anyway, that's enough about my Britney Spears. Um, yes, photos have been surfacing on the internet of Britney Spears with people from the Tiger King documentary, okay? I think Britney is at like the AMAs one year, and guess who she is sitting next to? Carol Effin Baskin, okay? Yeah, why are you sitting next to... Why is Carol at the AMAs? Okay, using her dead husband money to get her to the like, why are you at the AMAs? Okay, I'm confused. Don't even get me started, Purple Pants Posse. And then y'all remember on, I think it was the MTV Music Awards when Britney did, I'm a slave for you. I'm so, okay, yeah, you know that? She had the snake around her neck. Well, baby, she had a tiger on the cage. And why the hell was Doc Athel on the damn stage with Britney Spears too? Okay, we know what season two of the Tiger King is going to be about. It's going to be Cardi B getting Joe Exotic free, and it's going to be how the hell do Britney Spears know all of these people? Okay, I'm trying to figure out what day it is, and Britney Spears is sitting next to Carol Baskin. I didn't seen it all. Well, listen, guys, thank you again for hanging in with me this week. It's a pleasure to be your host here on the Purple Pants Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Write a review. Give me a five-star rating. If you see me post this to the Facebook, if you see me post this to the Twitter, come on and retweet it. Like it. Give me a comment. Tell your friends I appreciate your support. I can't wait to see you next week. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better Get your headphones and listen up quick. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.